everyone, this is Nick Castle, better known as The Shake, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And Greg, I'm right out your window. In and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always recommends taking a nip of the hair of the werewolf that bit you. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're looking back at the month that was October and reminiscing on all the horrific happenings and spooky screenings with our annual Halloween Hangover episode. And you don't need to be hung over to find our show. All you need to do is search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your hangover hole. And if you are wondering about uh, hungover on social media, uh, let us be your hangover cure. You can follow us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is important to follow us on Facebook because that is where we post all of the... Uh, the shenanigans. How are you going to keep up with all of our shenanigans? And like, we've done a lot of shenanigans. Oh, no. We're looking forward right now. And as this episode does release on November 8th, uh, the following Tuesday, again, if it's Tuesday, you know where I'm going to be. Right. The Alamo Draft House, Terror Tuesday uh, on, oh, man, <laughs> this one here playing on November 12th. This is a film that we do definitely love USA up all night. Yeah. You Gilbert or Rhonda. Either or, you're usually good. And this was a film that played constantly. And it's one of those films, because it played constantly, I saw a lot of it, but I didn't see all of it. And this is a film that has a lot to show. This is a uh, classic Roger Corman, The Slumber Party Massacre. Ooh. Get your drills out. It's a, a truly gnarly, nasty film, but written, uh, directed by women, Rita Mae Brown, uh, very interesting take on the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a lot of parody, but it is still played very straight, uh, very gratuitous. And Extremely gratuitous. I'm curious to see how it will play with a modern audience. I mean, with the name Slumber Party Massacre, 80s Slumber Party Massacre. So. Exactly. It's all in the title. You're getting exactly yeah. what you know, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please come on out and check that out. I, that'll be my first time seeing it on the big screen, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, man, the first time I've seen it also in a long time, so I'm really looking forward to see how that plays uh then the next week and this definitely stays horror adjacent and we've actually talked about it before on the show no it's horror film club on uh, november 20th what do you got going on genius okay on november 20th we are showing the extremely insane wonderful psycho circus santa sangre this is a classy freak out movie it's jordowski and like ooh posh right but i mean this movie is bad shit but it's so good well it's guaranteed the, the, the sole purpose of film club is to culti- cultivate conversation yep and if this one doesn't cultivate something this is gonna be it's gonna cultivate it's harvest time <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we had the chance we talked with uh gg sal guerrero on yeah and it was just fascinating to watch and it's a film that i think deserves a wider audience i can almost guarantee everyone will probably be seeing that for the first time probably more so than likely so 
you'll be able to harvest again, you know, harvest, yeah, harvest. the crop <laughs> them on that one. So definitely check that out. And then also here in the month of December, even looking forward even further, right. Kansas City Horror Club has something on the horizon again. Merry Xmas, a scary Christmas bizarre bizarre. This is going to be fantastic. We're going to have <clears throat> kind of like what we did at the drive-in before the movies where we had the local vendors all vending the different stuff and there was all different types of vendors. We're going to have that again. And it's going to be indoors because it's going to be cold. Of course. <laughs> and we're going to have a whole bunch. We're going to have like almost almost twice as much. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. But it's going to be at the Myers event space, which is right next to Tapcade. Perfect. So right? if you're in the Kansas City area, you pretty much are guaranteed you know that area, especially if you've done anything, you know, of the stuff we host. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Myers area, you say? It's going to be the Michael Myers event space. That's Come a- shop six times! <laughs> <laughs> but this is the perfect time to definitely um, pack up on all your spooky... Yeah, December 1st. And that's the perfect time because, yep. like... W- it's the time you're needing to get gifts for whatever holiday you celebrate, and you're going to have the uh, the spooky one in your life. So give them something spooky. So. so just keep abreast of all the spooky shenanigans. Again, follow us on Facebook, uh, all the events, as well as the Kansas City Horror Club. They will definitely keep you uh, tuned to everything. But as we look forward, let us go ahead and look backwards here at the month of October and looking backwards, we're actually, we've got another person here to celebrate. Because actually, I'd like to say there was a lot of celebrations that did happen. A lot of celebrations. Indeed. <laughs> and speaking of Gigi Sal Guerrero, uh, she will be soon directing an episode of The Purge. And that has a lot of relevance towards our next guest because he is the co-host of a podcast that is reviewing both The Purge and The Walking Dead. Uh, you know him as a Mount Baldy and basically, again, a co-host here. Yeah, because like all the events we're going to be talking about in the movies you've seen, you've probably seen 90% of them with And us. you were probably there with yeah. us as it was, yeah. so please welcome back Dustin Pryor. Let the purge begin. Sorry, I had to take Genius's line there. I think that's the longest I've ever been quiet on this show. I know, right? <laughs> the strawberries are working. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just leave it on, leave it for Media Rewind, leave it over there. Well, speaking of, please tell our listeners, where can they find you out on social media? Plug and promote away. Well, they can find Genius and I uh, at Media Rewind Pod on the Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us individually. You can find us collectively. However you want to find us, find us. The collective. (laughs) Big shout out to Lance from Uruguay. There you go. Well, how have you enjoyed so far uh, Walking Dead and The Purge? Dude, both these seasons have been really good. Yeah. yeah. The Purge, a little bit more so than The Walking Dead, because we got yeah. teased a lot of what was going to be coming up in The Walking Dead last year. Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. But the thing with The Purge is it's it's expanding on the mythos. It's expanding the universe, which it's, is it's, super cool. It's fresh and new. So, like... It's so fresh and so clean, clean. Uh-huh. Do, 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 do. And if you like that banter and then some, make sure you are checking out Media Rewind. No, actually, again, as someone that's like not watching the shows, it's actually fun to listen along again based on the banter you guys have. And speaking of the banter, thank you for sitting in for me on the last Monday Mystery Movie Night for Tales of Halloween. Oh, dude, I had a blast and Genius is full of shit because There's... popcorn balls suck. Dude, fucking circus penis can eat a dick. Dude, those are awful. Popcorn balls all day. We will just have to agree to just... say that you're wrong. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I mean, we could agree, but we can't both be right. So, well, it was like, so funny to hear you basically listen to you, Genius, try to handle what I normally do, just trying to keep everything's organized and afloat, and then Dustin sitting on your side, but then immediately the Media Rewind vibe hit, and it was just so funny to listen. I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is so... It's, 
Like I, I, if I had been there in the audience, I would have had a good time. So genius. Unfortunately, you did a great job, but you could not fill Greg's clown shoes. Right. It, it was like 17 seconds in, and it was just like, shit. Oh damn it! Greg's not here. He can't do the intro. <laughs> right. No. Well, see, I was trying to like literally weave in yeah. the, uh, the two intros, and like it sounded better in my head. Like most, like most things on yep. the show, it sounds better in my head. And then it just came out weaving in and out of your nightmares like a bad dream you can't wake from. We're coming to you live from Tapcade. <laughs> we are the, uh, the, the. I was. But you recovered well, man. Yeah. Well, seriously, Greg, no one can fill your snort. Oh well, thanks. But I'll just say it takes you know you, a lot of you have to practice a lot to get that Cronenberging down to a science <laughs> uh, but no it was thank you for doing that it's appreciated and that was just one of the many films that we all had a chance to view back in October now in the world of horror especially out on social media there's the whole 31 movies in 31 days that people like to do in the month of October and as we do you know we celebrate all things horror but it's the opportunity for the normies to also get involved. Come join the party. And as as, as you mentioned, uh, Dustin, you don't necessarily have an October ro- you know rotation beyond Predator and everything yeah, else in exactly. there. Right. <laughs> Extreme violence, although sometimes can be horror. Yeah, oh, no, definitely. There's <laughs> always true. the yeah. horror adjacent there. Um, but I've never necessarily had the stamina or the discipline to do the 31 and 31 days, especially on like a nightly basis. But it's funny because we always realize, especially Genius and I, we're going to be busy in the month of October, whether it's just stuff that we host or just, you know, the marathons, this and that. Putting together the list of films between the ones that I hosted and the ones that I went out. And again, I'm going to thank both the uh, Alamo Drafthouse, Screenland Armor and Screenland Tapcade. Absolutely. But I got my 31. Yeah. I got to do a double count on mine. I don't know when I'm at, but I'm pretty sure I'm right up there with it. Right? Yesterday. No, but I like it. Like you said, it gets the normies come out and play, and then they find like, ooh, I like this one, or ooh, I like that one. And then it gives the hardcore horror like fans more chance. But like yeah, you said, I can't do one every day. So it's like, you know, like when you're in school, you know, you're supposed to do 10 minutes of homework every That's single right. day, and then by the time you'll get done, done. No, no, I, it's like it's like how I've always been in school. Like, shit, I got to do it here. I got like two weeks to do it. Let me cram it all in one night. So, Well, it's funny because we definitely, within the span of a week, crammed a lot of movies. Like a dozen movies. Before we, you know, I was going to initially kind of uh, approach this chronologically because with the Halloween Hangover episode, we've always just looked back. We've talked about the everything that we hosted. Again, all the spooky shenanigans. And I definitely wanted to start it uh, with our first marathon that kicked off the month of October. October, and it's the fifth year that we've been able to do this, but obviously our sister podcast, Nerds and Nostalgia, our, our monthly live show, uh, we've always, that's been kind of the uh, the spawn of our Nerdoween Horror Movie Marathon, mm-hmm. which was our fifth year doing it this year, and I I don't know if I'm, I'm obviously biased, but I'd like to think that every year it's gotten a little bit better. Better, yeah. And, and, There's a little bit, I mean... Coming from my point of view, it almost seems like there's a little bit more like craft put into it per year. Because like the first year we're like, uh, okay, let's do this, and then like, but we're 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 getting we're getting better at this. I would like to think so. And you know, Dustin's always been around the ride here with us. And this year, our whole theme, and we you know have been teasing it up, and we'll always like a month before 
it hits. We'll always do that. Dun, 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 dun. And now we won't do it now. We won't, ah, no, no, no. <laughs> we're going to save them. We're going to save it. <laughs> but there's a buildup to it because it's become something that we just really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's putting it together. And that's the pre-show, the trailers, the movies themselves. It's figuring out the order of them. Yeah. So we kicked everything off. Uh, we, we did our whole thing was killer nouns. Mm-hmm. Nouns that kill. All three films built around a person, place, or thing. And we had always let go. We knew we were going to be playing a uh, killer, killer car. Yeah, that was the first. A killer kid mm-hmm. and a killer animal movie. But the lineup is not revealed until we screen them. And we kicked everything off with the trailers before each film to give you a taste. And our first trailer, we started with the car. <laughs> Which, I'll be honest, that was my initial... That was my play for the first film this year. Yeah. We knew we, we, we had a lot of, you know, again, putting everything together. So we kicked off with the car. And then we it had. fucking goes through that lady's house. Oh, so she's like, what am I supposed to do? Should I just stay here on the I'm phone? I'm right here, baby. Sure. <laughs> well, and that's been parodied. It's it's one of those uh, films that a lot of people don't realize that it's being parodied, but they know it. It's they're familiar. It's almost like the, the character actor of films yeah it's like you may not necessarily know it but you know of it <laughs> yeah we will get it in there one way or the other uh but then we the next trailer was the teaser trailer for christine mm-hmm. which is one of my all-time favorites it's <laughs> what is it uh body, body by, by plymouth soul, soul by, by satan, satan. <laughs> yeah and it's that dude's voice. It's that trailer guy. So by Satan. I think it's a Percy Rodriguez, as I believe is his name. It's phenomenal. So we kicked off everything with a killer car movie. and We scared the hell out of you. I was so unsure of how this film would nope, play. I wasn't. Okay, I, so you from the get-go, you called the shot. You were like, no, let's not do the car. Maximum overdrive. Just boom. <laughs> let's make love like a hero. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So I was like, no, listen, I like this film. You love this film. We we all do. But I and there's a growing number of people that love Maximum Overdrive. Uh, just got a special Blu-ray release from Vestron. I picked it up, rewatched it, and it reaffirmed my your pick of it. I was like, OK, let's do this. But there's also a pretty large group of people out there that do not like mm-hmm. Maximum Overdrive. Curtis! making them a widow on their wedding day so i was that was kind of the this was kind of the this was the wild card for me and i uh, we often talk of the communal experience in a theater that it's so different from watching something at home even if you've got a large group of people at home Mm -hmm. seeing it up on the big screen seeing it in the theater with a group of like-minded people and i think was it maybe like 80 percent of the people were seeing it for the first First time time. yeah Yeah. and again all all of our movies almost yeah from yeah almost from here on out and again (laughs) thank you to every single person that came out for nerdoween absolutely We, we could not do this without you guys you make it so much fun and this year in particular I think the communal experience made this the high point for me of October. Like, this is me calling my shot. Nerdoween was my favorite event of October, and it was because of the crowd. And a few things. So, we kicked things off, and again, we don't make, like... like, like to make light of someone's substance abuse problems, because that is very serious. Right. But we also had... We had to have we had to have some context in this film, and in and with this film with Stephen King, we gave them 
cocaine context. Because cocaine's a hell of a drug. He doesn't even fucking remember making this movie. I mean, like, good that he's got clean. Yeah, exactly. I mean, good that he's still writing and doing his stuff. I mean, he's Stephen King. He's, no matter what we can say about him, it's going to be with some iota of respect. But we wanted but, to make sure with every weird choice in this film. Because there's a lot of wonderful ones. With every oddball thing, just think cocaine. So it starts playing. And I mean, from the get go with the wonderful, this thing called me an asshole. Mm -hmm. Everyone started getting it. <laughs> the, 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 the fuck you right yes, on the blinkers of the, the bank. Just like the the time and temperature. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And so, yeah, the, like, and everybody's like, holy shit. I think like that would have got him. Uh, no, you know what got him and what made me realize what kind of an audience it was, was during the Coke can assault scene <laughs> and with a Stephen King film, you know, it's going to happen. He's going to kill a kid somehow. Yeah. And when it happens in this movie, the way they reacted, which was a mixture of elation and oh, it was wonderful. Yep. That's what I knew we got him. But as you mentioned, there were two moments in this film that cemented and which actually I literally had to leave the theater because <laughs> I was afraid the smile on my face would sh <laughs> like shine like a friggin' uh, cell phone was when she uh, actually says... It was both says, by her. Yep. It's when she says the titular name yeah, of the movie. She goes, she goes, what's happening? Like, I, I think Pat Hingle was like, well, what's going on out there, right? And then she's like, it's like all the machines gone into... Maximum overdrive. And as soon as she said that. Well, no, there was a beat. There's a beat. And I think then someone giggled, right? <laughs> then there was another beat. And then the giggle went from one person giggling to a laughter by a lot of people. And then it grew. And it was like this really weird organic thing. And it was like, by the time, like, there was like, wow, that was legit funny and weird. It and was like, it was great. Because it was just like, and Maximum, yes. Yeah. yeah. So then. But then the next moment, oh my God, and this is one I literally left, is a moment that, again, we we talk about it before every movie, uh, before Screenland, like, you know, literally, cinema is sacred at Screenland. We love reactions, hate comments and conversations. The reaction that happened at this moment when she says, what was the line? She goes, wow, you make love like a hero. <laughs> the entire theater erupted in goddamn applause and and it was and again it wasn't like a mocking it was just like yeah he does what is happening this is absurd cocaine cocaine is a hell of a drug and i i had to leave because i was like wow that was a nice shared moment mm -hmm. just with everyone and then and the rest of the movie played like gangbusters with every weird thing with pat hingle when he brings out the rocket launcher. Out of nowhere, he just blasts the Green Goblin. No, gra <laughs> and then the truck with the gun. And everybody. We made you! <laughs> right? And then when she goes out, when the waitress goes out, yeah, we made you, we made you! <laughs> Verhoeven-esque. Just like. <laughs> Needless to say, the film played like gangbusters. Yeah. Everyone, and I was so happy because it could go either way because it's a mean movie. But it's also a weirdly paced movie. It's a sweaty movie. It's a sleazy <laughs> it's movie. Dirty. Everybody's in the sewers and shit. It is unreal. But it played like gangbusters. I think it set a great, wonderful tone. I'm so happy it played well. So Killer Car Movie played like gangsters. Our second film, we opened up with uh, the trailer of Kathy's Curse, which I had the chance to see at Terror Tuesday this year. Have any of you seen that one? Uh -uh. No. It's a movie that is best seen with a crowd. It is one of those kind of films. In fact, 
And we'll get into what I originally chose for our Killer Kid yeah. film. <laughs> but the trailer itself plays great because it's got that great little lullaby, like, now it's just me and daddy. It's, that kid is creepy. She's got the doll. So it sets a great tone. And again, the audience reacted. They had a good reaction to it. Then we had the trailer for the Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse, which is a good movie, which is a great. <laughs> yeah, we saw super it the, good. We yeah. saw it in the theater, but I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theater. But there was a scene in the trailer when the zombie cats yes. come out uh, yep. and they're yeah, hiding yeah. in the bathroom and then the little <laughs> bombs come out. That got me so good now. Like, because I guess because since then I've become a cat you, owner. And so like guy. this is more like I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so which then brings us to our second film of the night, our killer kid film. And this is the first time for you. This was a first time for yeah. me. And maybe this was, half, I was half of the audience, though, maybe. No, no. Was like, it more? Was it? It was like yeah, it 90%, 90%. Dude, it was 90%. And this was your choice. Yeah, because this, like, you know how you said you were worried about Maximum Overdrive? I fucking wasn't. I was like, it's a great, I'm like, I know this one's going to be great, you know, because it's Maximum Overdrive. But this one I was worried about because I liked it, but you haven't seen it. And, like, Elijah Wood, I mean, it's more of a newer movie. Well, And that's what I like that we were able to add a contemporary horror film in there. And it's one, though, I, I've seen that. Like, I knew enough of the film. Yeah. In fact, when for the intermission, I actually put together, it was the, uh, there's this, PSA trailer and it was glorious. It was perfect. Well, and it's funny because if you're a fan of uh, Pee Wee's um, Playhouse or the band Mr. Bungle, they sampled heavily this whole PSA of Mr. Bungle goes to the lunchroom. Right. And I knew enough of there was like something with like tainted lunch food, mm -hmm. lunch food to play that. <laughs> and that's what I love with, again, the whole I've seen that. But let me tell you, I'm glad I saw it in a theater because I loved it. It was so much fun. Two things, two things. Number one, it's a killer kid movie. Holy shit, by the first five minutes, I wanted to kill all the kids in that movie. Yeah, they're assholes. Oh, my God. Every the, single one every, of them. Those kids are all assholes. And then I think that's why it makes it okay for you to, like, <laughs> yeah, wail yeah, exactly. on the kids. Because yeah. you're waiting for them to die. <laughs> the kid comeuppance. Yeah. Patriot was his name? Because I was conceived on 9-11 oh, or something like that. I was just that. waiting for a Toby Keith song to be playing in the background. That would have been awesome. <laughs> he was such an asshole. Kill him with red cups somehow. <laughs> Red Solo Cup, <laughs> I'll fuck you up. <laughs> but then secondly, the fact that the it was genuinely funny. Mm -hmm. Like I was surprised at how the funny parts were funny, but then the scares and the gore were wonderful. And there were so many good practical effects yeah. throughout. That's what I was really impressed because this came out in 2014, 14. I believe. Mm -hmm. So you know it would have been really easy to lean on CGI. So right. I was really happy to see. And then I think also works well in the great, again, the killer kid, but also killer zombies, killer kid zombie, whatever noun you killer want to throw schools, in. Killer schools, killer, like, yeah. Cooties is a was a fun little movie, and I'm glad everybody enjoys it. I, and I think everyone did it did play really well. And I should say, ultimately, the film I initially wanted to play, <laughs> you remember? <laughs> yep, David Cronenberg's The Brood. Which... And I was like, this movie is great, but like, yes. I don't know if we can go from like Maximum Overdrive to the brood. I well, mean, we we knew what we had. <laughs> we knew what we had on. If, if this was if the if the marathon was a sandwich, we knew what we had for the bread. Right. But we knew the meat had to be a specialty. And ultimately, I'm glad we didn't do the brood because yeah, I just think it would have ultimately just the end. Like help me, help me. The goblins are killing Miss Hoover. Like, the the energy would have probably produced <laughs> psychoplasmics on exactly. everyone. Actually, <laughs> but it gets all raged out. Like next thing you know, there's little genius goblins running around like you. Monkey lie, just, just oh. Don't feed them strawberries; they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which leads us to our last film, and oh my goodness. We had... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Before I started the intermission, um, I just told everyone, it's like, from at least me here on the podcast, I'm sorry. And we've started the intermission. (laughs) And I'll just say this, we've already played a killer car and then a killer kid, and we knew we're ultimately then going to be ending with a killer animal film. Right. And it was so funny because um, when we kicked off the trailers, uh, we had, it was the trailer for Tarantula mm-hmm. and then Kingdom of the Spiders. And you already heard the nopes from the people in the audience. Once you saw the first trailer, they're like, nope, nuh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> it could have been a killer. And we actually did want to lay our respects to Robert Forrester who passed. So there was actually a clip from Alligator in there. And actually, I actually maybe thought of calling an audible and switching our last film to Alligator to pay respect but ultimately, I'm glad we didn't, because as Genius said, <laughs> this was our first film. And man, we've go if you go back through all the films we've shown at Nerdoween, we've shown some weird ones. Go back to last year; everything was sleazy sci-fi. Yeah, extra. We've seen <laughs> we've seen the effects of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Throughout all that, we've never had walkouts. Nope. This year, we had walkouts. Yes, we did. We had at walkouts. Both events. We had walkouts. This no, what we hadn't screened the film yet. Yeah, and we had people walking out the minute that the and we always have the the, the uh, like a title behind us. And the minute that arachnophobia, <laughs> again the nopes. Nope. No, thank you. We're done. We're done. <laughs> check, check, please. Check, please. On a PG thirteen movie. On a PG thirteen, and not eighties P. Not, not yeah, early nineties exactly, PG thirteen. Yeah. This is like modern day PG thirteen. Fucking John Goodman. It was <laughs> phobias are real, man. Oh, and we and I knew, and this is why I'm so, and why we stuck to our guns on this one. And this is the one that was kind of our feather in the cap. We knew this was a fun film. Yeah, but also ultimately this, frightening. Yeah, this is a scary, scary movie. And whether you do have arachnophobia or whether you just respect spiders in general. It still grates on you. Yeah. And so ultimately, it was really funny. Everyone that walked out said, hey, no offense, guys. We've had a great time, but I cannot do this in this. Thing. Like, I right. just can't do it. Um, shout out to Oren Gray as well, who uh, been a friend of the podcast. He literally watched it, I think, like two weeks ago. And then his friend Jesse was one of those. Was like, was like no, nope, 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 nope. Can't nope. do this. Can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and there was there was this girl in the front. That couple. Yes. I wanted to. Fuck with them so bad. I'm glad you didn't because we we joked about the William Castle experience multiple times throughout. And we had, you know, spiders littered. No, you can't do that, man. That's a lawsuit against Tapcade. That's like. <laughs> but they were. But I there fucked was with a, Diana. And it- <laughs> there was this, this most adorable little couple in the front. And they. Okay. So the guy, the last 20 minutes of the film. I've never seen someone react this way. He was looking. He had his hood over his face the entire time. He had his hat over his eyes. Like, I mean, it was like multiple layers, but he had a smile on the entire time. And then his his lady friend was like a turtle in a shell. Oh, my God. Two audible shrieks in at least the last 15 minutes of the film. It was unfreaking real. The mm-hmm. reaction of everyone in that movie. Talk about like overload peripheral viewing. It was amazing. To see people react that way. Well, and it was loud enough. I mean, we sit always in the back row. Right. You know, D1, 2, and 3. Yeah. The, the girl and her, her man friend were sitting in the front row on the opposite side of the theater. And the audible 
just level of her like shriek was yeah. incredible. It was loud. It filled the theater. It was unreal. And again, I don't take pleasure in that kind of stuff as genius I does. Do. <laughs> but for a brief second to know that they were still having fun, yeah. mm-hmm. that they were making their way through it, it it fueled me. And that audience reaction through the night from Maximum Overdrive to Cooties to Arachnophobia, it cemented. It was like, wow, this would have been so different had it even just been the three of us, you know, here in this basement doing the exact same thing. But to see the people react, to see them mm-hmm. all seeing for the films for the first time, to have that shared experience, that legitimately, I was on a high. I was just so happy. And again, thank you every single person that came out that made Nerdoween 5 so wonderful. And again, also thank you. I mean, just everything that you, we all do behind the scenes on that yeah. is always appreciated. It was the hoot and a half, man. It, it, it was, was fun on a bun, man. This it, was a really, this was probably one of the, the best Nerdoweens. I real and I and it's I think again the films worked really well. Um, I'm glad we called the audibles that we did. I swear though, one day you will <laughs> actually see the car. I have an idea for next year. Yeah, we we'll we'll talk yeah, off fair. Talk off fair. But I, I have a way we can do that. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, the very next night, and again, if you listen to the show, we've been building up to this as well. Uh, from Tapcade, we went over to the Draft House. <laughs> and a first for you, Dustin, actually. It was actually. a first for me, yeah. Uh, Dismember the Alamo, which also, again, a lot of buildup. And much like with Nerdoween, the lineup is never revealed mm-hmm. until we screen. And the whole, but also with like Nerdoween, we always give an idea or a theme, and the theme this year, genius. Consumption Junction, what's your function? Putting things in place where they really don't belong. We definitely were talking you would be consumed by the 80s. We had four films from the 1980s that involved consumption mm-hmm. of some way. And you want to talk about another crazy communal experience. <laughs> I think Nerdoween, I think for the most part, if it was a, if it was a, a roller coaster, I don't think there was any really downside. The Mm -hmm. only downside was the terror of arachnophobia. I think it was just a great experience all the way across. Yeah. All three films. I don't know necessarily with Dismember. We had some ups and downs. peaks and valleys and like. A lot of flexibility going on. Yeah. There was a lot of hoops. There was a lot of shit you got to go through. Well, as it turned out, so we started out, our first film was a film, then this was a rarity, that every single person in the theater, you, myself, Dustin, every single person. Amber. Amber, Adrian, all seen for the first time. Right. And this was a film that was shipped to us by, shipped to us, I like the way that sounds, uh, (laughs) shipped to us by AGFA, uh, the American Genre Film Archives, that uh, cultivate all these kind of wonderfully weird films. And this was making its U.S. theatrical debut it was a film from 1982, mm-hmm. a Japanese film called Centipede Horror. This one was weird as fuck. Th- again, a first time viewing for every single person in the theater. So we could only give a little bit of con. There was no cocaine context with this one <laughs> because we had nothing to go off on. But the description of the film, which was an evil w- wizard, wizard casts a curse on a young woman that and makes, makes them vomit centipedes. The centipedes then in turn attack people. And then there you go. There's your film. Yeah. So again, first time viewing experiences. Dustin, what? how was your experience with centipede horror? Oh, okay. So the movie is, is one of those ones where I definitely would. Would not just seek out 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just being real. No, I know that's perfectly it's not going to be one of those Wednesday night watches. But you know what I feel like watching a movie about an evil wizard, right? And, <laughs> but it, it, it was, it was super funny because when you get to the 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 wizardry, you know, you've got <laughs> you've got wizards like necromancing chickens and and all kinds of other stuff. But what took me freaking out of the movie is that they stole the theme from Rocky. Oh, oh my oh, God! Yes. Oh, I. I because I think at one point you you had left the theater for restroom break or whatever, and I I slid I, you know Alamo the, oh yeah, yeah Al, you, you don't you don't talk at Alamo it's it's sacrilege, but they they've got those order the order cards so I write my note down to genius on the order card I'm like dude they stole the the, it's the, the Adrian theme. love theme yeah it's the Adrian love theme and I slide it over to him and he's he kind of cocks his head like a dog would kind of listening to it. And then all you, all you hear is him just start to giggle. So I fold the note back up and I put it on the table. And when Greg comes back to the table, I slide it over to him. And you did the same thing. You kind of did the little. Oh. We all had that shape moment. Yeah. You know, huh? And then when it starts to play, I mean, it's like okay. So the necromancing chickens didn't take me out of it. <laughs> the 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 crazy ass you know, aspects of the movie. The the I guess the disgusting nature of you know, vomiting oh, yeah. centipedes. And there's some gnarly real, things. Real in there. centipedes. But yeah. what took me out of that movie is I'm just sitting there thinking, seeing Sylvester Stallone read like a children's fable to Adrian while she's in a coma the entire time. <laughs> Don't well, do about it. the necromancing chickens. Right. Going to, like, like putting spells that, and shit. Better than going to the, the zoo. zoo, right? Yeah, but no. So, but the thing about the the, the Adrian theme, it wasn't like in like tender love moments, no, or right? Like, yeah, it was like like when explaining the evil spells, or like you know, my during montages of scorpions. Oh, it was so like, weird. Like, what the fuck is it was going like, on? It was, you know what it reminded me of was when we saw Turkish Star, Star Wars, Wars. Yes. yeah, and, and they had the Indiana Jones theme but in the movie. The thing, yeah, the, every. Where dun, 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 like like with bad widescreen ratio yep. aspect, uh. but the problem is, it's like this was such a weird movie, but it was a slow burn weird movie. It was it, and I think again the experience with everyone because you could hear when people were reacting to the nastiness, mm-hmm. you could yep. hear them re- to the very few. I think there were a few other people that heard the Rocky theme as well. Uh, but I will say the way it was shot, the way it was projected, it was punishing. Yeah. It was almost like watching Suspiria with the soundtrack because it was in the front. Yeah. So I think all of that made it a weird viewing experience for everyone. And you know what? I, if we're doing you know consumption, why not start that way? Eating, yeah. Eating, eating centipedes. But the best dancing thing, though. Necrom- dancing zombie plucked chickens. And, not- the, and full frontal nudity with slugs. It's- and like... And the diddling ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Again, again, it's always rough to not be. There's no context we can give, damn it. It's our first time. Because I mean, everything, we pretty much gave away the, the plot. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's so funny because everything else I'd like to say was carefully curated through right. Amber, myself, and Except Genius. This random ass centipede Hong Kong horror. So we, we started off weird. So we knew we needed to win back the audience, and the two of the four films at Dismember. So we got weirder. So yeah, well, <laughs> we knew what what you know way to go with the weird, but ultimately we chose to go, and thankfully this one was on glorious thirty five millimeter, a beautiful print. By it the was, way. and it had a little bit of character to it as well. I liked it, which was perfect. And this is a Tobey Hooper classic, but it's not the one that everyone immediately goes to. Ding. It's not, no, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, although we'll get to that. Uh, it's not the Fun House. It's not Poltergeist, which we'll get to as well. 
It's a film that we've talked about. In, mm-hmm. You were on the episode, actually, yeah. Dustin. Uh, one I know that was screened as part of the horror show on 35. Way back in the day. And I missed out on it, so I was yeah. so happy to see it yeah, up there. It was great. But all of Matilda May on 35mm, Life Force, Holy Smokes. Fantastic. And a movie that could have, again, gone a totally different way, because we've seen the power of Toby Hooper's films. Mm-hmm. Do wonderful things with an audience. And do terrible and do weird things, things with an audience. audience. <laughs> so I was, and again, I think eighty percent of the people were seeing this for the first time. Yeah, I thought it played wonderfully. Yeah, and it did. I'll be honest. From the minute that theme kicks in, it's so good, so good. <laughs> and then did you hear the cheers when Patrick Stewart shows up? Fuck like, yes. Patrick Stewart shows up very much like, yeah. Patrick starts going starts getting down with Steve Reels back and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's our kind of crowd and audience. Is it just gasps at Matilda Main just <sighs> I think we even said there's no better special effect artist than the Lord Almighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick Baker's wonderful, Rob Botin kills us, but you know, Matilda May is a special effect piece. And, I, and that's not to be meant to be creepy. I know it is. You have to, you, <laughs> no, but it's it's a great performance. It's she's, a brave performance. Yeah, it truly is. And you know, she's supposed to epitomize is the uh, ideal <laughs> of the perfect woman, and she, she has the most feminine presence I've, I've ever, ever felt. felt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I want to feel too. <laughs> and I like the fact that I'd, I'd like to think we gave him a taste of a Hammer film, but yeah. just a very perverted Hammer film, which most of the Hammer films were perverted anyway. It wasn't a Hammer film, it was a screwdriver film. <laughs> that's the dirty, that's the 42nd the, Street arm of Hammer. I'd like to think we were easy, we were edging that way, definitely. But ultimately, the special effects, I think, and we started also highlighting the special effects people, mm-hmm. the, the, the Steve Dykstra's. Um, Richard Edlund in this film and it's a great mixture of practical and then the almost like the rotoscoping visual effects that they get Yeah. and by the time that again that London's burning you, the crazy post-apocalyptic ending we get with Life Force I think everyone enjoyed that ride yeah I, I, I yeah. because everyone I think afterwards they're like what did we just watch it was a good palate cleanser as as weird mm-hmm. as yeah. weird and bombastic as Life Force is and it think was, about that it was a palate Life Force was, was a, a palate, palate cleanser, cleanser right <laughs> Golan and Globus is somewhere smiling like they get it you know? <laughs> uh, so I think we got the crowd back and then we lost him again <sighs> well our third film and this is one I will say this one ultimately was a fun journey especially when we were suggesting it to Amber and she's watching it for the first time because <laughs> we knew this was the make it or break it film because we here's the thing we were like well what's could something to eat and I'm like I know press the movie but we we're like we should you should watch it first yes make we, sure what do you what do you think <laughs> and also I would say another prevailing theme in this podcast is not only again the communal and theatrical experience but also Making friends when you're older, it's tough. And a lot of the friends that I find myself making are through our love of films and through our love of gentle ribbing. But not necessarily this film. Well, and also... Speaking of gentle ribbing. And gentle ribbing, for their pleasure. 
Um, but ultimately, I wouldn't say we programmed this in in spite of a friend, in loving tribute for a friend, because we championed this film. Yeah. This is a film was a first time viewing for both of you yep. for the Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. But actually, two friends, because that one, and I knew that this one is not his favorite either. <laughs> and ultimately, I think it's a film we wanted to play because it fit perfectly in the 80s consumption. Mm-hmm. I think it's a film that plays relevant now more than it did 30 years ago. And again, I think maybe 90% of the people were experiencing their first shunting. And I was just, just remember, Full House Lannister. Yes. <laughs> well, even better, I believe the way we introduced it, I think I said the thrill of the hunt. The taste of the shunt. And immediately, so that was great. Immediately, yeah, there, yeah. Were, there were a few people in the back that when we did that, they were happy. They, did you they, see them? Yeah, they are like, yes! But there was, the reason we programmed this... <laughs> The reason I'm that, uh, again, uh, how many people were experiencing their first shunting was because our good friend Adrian, you know, host of Horrorversary, host of the Terror Tuesday, has a very deep, weird disliking of society. <laughs> he walked in the minute we did our thing, and I believe it was a half-baked, a F-U, F-U. But yeah, we had Brian Usna's society. And yes, that's lot- for blood rage. That's for blood rage. Hereditary. It comes at night. <laughs> Spiteful programming, kids. Um, listen, I love society. I think it's a wonderfully weird film. Uh, this is the featuring the crazy. And again, it's in the title. The surreal special effects of screaming mad, mad George. George. Yeah. And where else can you see a literal butthead? Exactly. And this is my first time seeing it up on the big screen. Um, you're, I know you had first time. Mm-hmm. What was it like seeing on the screen with a crowd this time? It, it, it was a lot of gooey. <laughs> a, a lot of gooey. Speaking of, we gave everybody props. Oh, God. Play along. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, what was it, like Nickelodeon Gak or whatever like it was? It was like slime. Yeah. It was like a bucket of like slime. Like, now shake it by your ear for a little bit or like put your fingers in it. And like during this, and, like, people actually did. You see? They were playing with the slime during the well, shot. The best like, part was like, ew. You're going to know when the point, when it, yeah. when it hits. Mm-hmm. You'll know. You'll oh, know. And it was so weird because that was another experience when I went to the side for the shunting because I just wanted to see people react and they truly did. It's a wait, whoa, what hap moment where yeah. mm-hmm. you're just like w-. I think 80% of the audience saw it for the first time and 80% of that 80% <laughs> it was, enjoyed it. Because yeah. like because there was a contingency where that was like not only Adrian, but that was better like nope. No. Nope. <laughs> so as much fun as we tried to have with society, and that's, you know, again, we're buttheads. But then we said we'll reward you with the first one. It's the way it's wayfair thin. It, 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 <laughs> well, we, how do you win them back? Then? Right. Obviously, we lost some people. We gained some people. But we told them we had two 35 millimeter screenings. So we ended last uh, December with a 35 millimeter screening of. Do you remember? What? Um, you with, still believe? Oh yeah, with Lost, lost Boys. Boys. That actually, yeah, that comes up on my list for things I've seen this month. And uh, this, the film that we we ended with, it's. I'm gonna how say you top reaped up sax guy. Well, there's a way to do that, but oh, it's yeah. a mm-hmm. film I almost had to cheat on myself with because this is a film for me that plays better in the cold. Mm-hmm. It plays better when you have a lot of snow on the ground. Yep. Don't 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 don't. Hey everybody. <laughs> How do you win back everyone from Brian Yunza's society? Well, you go with what is what is arguably one of the best horror films of all time, yeah. one of the best John Carpenter films of all time. Mm-hmm. A, a 30, goddamn masterpiece. A pristine, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, pristine 35 millimeter print. Like it just came from the can. Just like, <laughs> you know? 
it's John been Carpenter's frozen in the thing. And yeah. also shout out Megan in the booth killed it all night Fucking long. Fucking killed loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Could not have happened without her. But yes. And this is again, I prefer this film in December, but man, the the ride we had, being consumed, the consumption junction, all of that stuff, ultimately McReady's hat just saved the, the night. Yosemite it's Sam, saved, right? That that is what brings a crowd together. <laughs> the power of Kurt. <laughs> it's a compelling true, man. <laughs> that is very true. But you know what? I think we still had thirty percent of the people seen that it for the first seen time. the first time. I mean, they're like, it, it, and <laughs> who's seen the first first time? And a couple people, then you just hear, <gasps> and they're like, no, it's okay, no, it's okay because that. you're gonna have a good time. Imagine being your first time seeing the thing on thirty-five millimeter after three films yeah. of, of varying degrees <laughs> of success. Punishment, yeah. Yes, <laughs> and then you get to I like I said that was a, just a fun one to get through. Yeah. And then, of course, we had everyone that survived got customized prints that were awesome and mm-hmm. dis- uh, wonderful. So again, thank you every single person that came out for Dismember. Dustin, mm-hmm. your first one, did you have fun with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I loved it, man. To finish up with the thing. Yeah. And, well, what? Genius and I had just hosted over <laughs> at Screenland Armor the Hateful Eight and, and the thing, you know, back to back. But... It, you know, seeing that on the big screen, and it's just like you said, with you know, 35 millimeter, mm. that's somebody's first time seeing that film in a theater. You got to be on fucking kidding me. Hey, that's right? a right? right there. You know, so I mean, this member was fantastic. I, I, I'm glad people, I think people had a good time for that. So again, thank you, Agfa. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, The Draft House for continuing to let us do that because back to back, that's so, that's seven films in two nights of mm-hmm. easy, easy. Oh, yeah. And a huge kudos to you guys, man, because... I will readily admit during arachnophobia, there were a couple times I started to get a little drowsy. And then during like society, even during society, I started to get a little bit drowsy. You don't want to get drowsy during society. <laughs> no, you don't want to wake up in the middle of a shunting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, what the hell did I just walk into? That should be everything's uh, like red lights. That should be like one of those motivational posters. You don't want to wake up in the middle of a shunting. Like, okay, that's good advice. <laughs> no dose for me. But it was really cool, ex- again, having being able to experience those films the first time with people. And again, people having fun, <laughs> thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that wasn't the only marathon. Then the following Friday at Screenland Tapcade, we did an impromptu Joe Bob Briggs watch party, mm-hmm. which turned out to be a huge blast. And it was really funny because we did that uh, his uh, season finale from season one of The Last Drive-In. <laughs> blood Harvest. Oh, my God. Shout out to Paul. <laughs> yeah. Biggest Blood Harvest fan out there, our friend Paul. And then, of course, hello, Mary Lou Prime, my two. But we, what we do basically, and we don't even necessarily host it. By hosting it, we're using my Shutter subscription. Right. Hey, we're about to watch Joe Bob. <laughs> Who's watching Joe Bob for the first time? Eh, cool. Enjoy the show. Have fun. <laughs> but what was nice, we actually had the gulag on before the pre-show. Um, By too many cooks, Larry Pezzett. Oh, God. But um, ultimately, and what I loved about it was, of course, you don't know what the lineup is until, like any good marathon, you know, he said it was a Halloween hootenanny. Now, I knew that Shudder recently got the streaming rights to the Halloween movies. I didn't know it was going to be literally a Halloween I also thought it would be Halloween-themed films. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the next night, we had another marathon going on. And so when when he was introducing everything, we both looked at each other and were like, boy. Fuck. (laughs) Hope it's not the first Halloween movie. (laughs) Coming up next, the first Halloween movie. And we're like, ah, okay. Now, that being said, ultimately, Halloween with Joe Bob. 
That was that wonderful. Was that yeah. was fantastic. And we actually had a good turnout as well for that. I hate to admit that, but that was my first drive-in with Joe Bob. Was it? That goddamn dude is an encyclopedia, just random shit. Yeah, Holy he is. Fuck. Yeah, he is. Well, and what I always like to tell people is that the, the nascent days before the internet, people like Joe Bob, people like Rhonda, the horror host, that was mm-hmm. our internet. Mm-hmm. That was where we got that nerdy knowledge initially, and that's where we why we're doing this kind of stuff today. Yeah. Why and it's and so it's funny when someone watches it for the first time, they're like, "It makes sense now. Mm-hmm. I totally get that." But yeah, no, he is just a genre encyclopedia. He knows his stuff frontwards and backwards. Yeah. Has an, a deep abiding love, but like I said, it enhances the film, and just you get and it's like I said when it was on Friday night. It was the reason to stay home. Like, as mm-hmm. a, I was like, hey, I'm kind of cool staying in on a Friday night now. Ha ha. But <laughs> it plays well, though, with a crowd. And yeah, we even does. have, like I said, no one used it. But we've got the very back row as a Twitter area for yeah. social media for the mutant fam. And it's a free it's a free fun event. <laughs> it is. Know? It is. Uh, so thank you for everyone that came out for that. And then they but followed it, it with Halloween four. And like, OK, so first of all, Joe Bob Biggs called me creepy. Okay, but I'm glad Darcy the male girl came to my defense. You know what I'm saying? She knew exactly what I was talking about. There, there is an age discrepancy thing that I think he's. It's a little harder for him to understand that because I also <laughs> fall in the camp that for me Danielle Harris is more the little sisterly type. But for your guys, and there's it's a small cutoff on age because I think there's a three year difference between us. And for me, it's, it's okay. It's okay. But also, that was the, your first time watching it in a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it, probably at least ten years. I okay, think. Donald yeah. Pleasant's going insane. He well, not only does he go insane, but he's got and he's not saying, "Hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from there to smile." Lonnie. We got the back-to-back films when he smiles. The Lonnie incident in the first one, and then when he's traveling when he's with... talking to the preacher from the fucking hobo from, from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> I was just waiting for Donald Pleasance to do that, too. To dive out. Have a drink, brother. <laughs> but he has a rare moment where he smiles, because he's got that whole... Where they're talking like... You've been you're chasing him, right? Mm-hmm. Like they get they're both men on a mission, and it's nice. It's I, legitimately nice. I kind of want to see what killer the hobo is going after. <laughs> He's probably like, I'm gonna get that Rutger Hauer hobo with a there shotgun. We there we go. He's going after the hitcher. That's, there we go. <laughs> I'm gonna find that killer concern. I picked him up six times. <laughs> I'm not shocked. I am not shocked. <laughs> oh my god! But it played wonderfully and well. And then we had to close everything down, but then they followed that up with Halloween 5 afterwards as well. So thank you, everyone, that came out for that. But then the next night at Mm -hmm. Screenland Armor. This was rad. A yearly event as well where we celebrate all things John Carpenter. It was the fourth annual Carpenter Fest. Yeah, everybody had a good time. Just some movies. And last year, we definitely went deep pulls. uh, Assault on Precinct 13. Pew, pew. Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. So this year we went classic Carpenter mm-hmm. and we kicked things off with 1978's <laughs> Halloween. Halloween. Don't. Now, but it played great. It played wonderfully. Uh, now I will say this because I knew I was going to be seeing Halloween multiple times within a week. I knew I was going to have variety. So with last that Friday screening, the Joe Bob banter, perfect, diverse screening. So during this one, I did a little quality control with our commentary track. And again, I know that sounds very narcissistic, but it's I always it's interesting to actually watch it with a commentary because or with a movie because I very rarely do that. I will say this: at least we're consistent because whenever Donald Pleasant parks in the the handicap parking spot, we do call him out on that. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment 
that's in the true t- truly terrifying bits because again this film is is horribly terrifying but where uh Laurie Strode is banging on the the neighbor's house and the people answer the door <laughs> we had a theory do you remember the theory on that by any chance Genius? oh yeah oh yeah remember I remember that? I remember like when she's like help let me in let me in and the old lady opens the door and looks at them and then closes it mm-hmm. it's like oh shit it's the Strode girl quick everybody they're having a key party we're convinced that every adult <laughs> is that like a- the whole everybody in the town on that street because they're all like well we gotta go to the end we got a date tonight that's why all the parents are gone because it's Halloween so they're all at this key party and they see the very responsible babysitter like oh my <laughs> like, god oh, like, fucking Laurie no, Strode no, close let me like well, let her in she's screaming shut the drape shut like, the drape on second thought you know <laughs> so, so what's horrible is because and we even mentioned it's like we're only making light because it's but it was just i'm glad that that so I, i'd like to say it works really well so if you need an interesting companion piece to halloween listen to our commentary track we did with that listen six times indeed <laughs> well then we followed that up chronologically <laughs> with another classic uh we had just enough time for one more tale this one was great this and, one played wonderfully and this is one i saw uh a few weeks before at terror tuesday and i was uh, wanting to talk about it but this is uh the fog yeah this is my first time on the big screen okay yeah, first time on the big screen for me too so how did it play for you guys fantastic i forgot how creepy that movie yeah. is because it's been about 10 years since i've watched it okay good good and i was like god damn man that, that <laughs> shit is fucking terrifying some of cundy's establishing shots yeah. on the big screen with the whole like real the green and the, and, and the blue and the fog and the ocean and the lighthouse was gorgeous and adrian barbeau Man, she could she could read the dictionary. And she, I'd she's your nightlight. She's, yeah. there, there's so much creepiness in the film. The fact also we talked about the uh, the Carpenter collaborators. Mm-hmm. This is one of our first times with the George Buck Flower. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, hey, I'm, uh, what's that going on the ball? That's the sales damn the torpedoes. But also the fact that there are some bits in there that I still gets me to this day. Not necessarily a jump scare, but when the babysitter gets taken out. Yeah. Oh my that is God, hardcore. That gets to Just me. like shink, 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 shink. It's like Assault on Precinct 13 mixed with Halloween. Yeah. And like I loved the scene with Hal Holbrook and the Golden Cross mm-hmm. with his showdown with Take Rob Motee. Yeah, Balake. You done <laughs> fucked up now, hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> well, with this also you get a great a, a number of character actors. You get uh, Nancy Emma, Nancy Kai's playing over there. Just it's it's a fun it's a fun movie, but it's oh. also it like the dread. The wonderful score and mm-hmm. that one oh, yeah. plays so well. Tom Atkins without a mustache. Without the mustache. It's so weird. It's unsettling. Yeah. It's unsettling. Jamie Lee Curtis. Again, it works really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean Cundy's photography. It's it's a good elevation. Different from Halloween. And then we ended everything, our final film. And this was one I think that was my surprise of the month for the most part. And especially seen on the big screen. And I'm glad we closed out with this film. Because if you've been lucky enough to see John Carpenter perform live, mm-hmm. the last song he does, he's... Be careful out there. You never know if Christine's out on the road. <laughs> we closed out with John Carpenter's Christine. And this was another one I think a lot of people were seen for the first time, but people were seen for the first time in a long time. How long had it been since you guys had seen it? I've only seen Christine three times. Okay. And so. one of which was at Carpenter Fest. Okay. Oh, wow. I think, was it the first one? Or this? No, I mean. Oh, for this the, one? Yeah, okay. This was the third okay, time the third time. Yeah. Uh, we saw it for something. I think, Not too long ago at Tapcade a couple of years ago. I think so. I think that's when I saw it last. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it recently, but not recently. I was so enthralled with it. Number yeah. one, I forgot yeah. how it played funny like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Yeah. I was just so forgot how just 
the Grease-esque bad guys initially, but how just sincere everything is played. And Keith Gordon's character, he's so good in that yeah, movie. Yeah, you he feel is. so pathos, and then you're like, you're an Ooh, asshole, wait. dude. Monster, but and you also because it's, it's Christine, and it was great because there were a lot of people that were there from uh Nerdoween. So I was like, Oh, guys, you got the, so we actually we did, of course, we played trailers before every film, and the fact that we played the I'm, I'm gonna, gonna scare, scare the, the hell, hell out, out of you, you. maximum dry overdrive trailer before this one. I was like, I'm glad you all get the best of both worlds, somewhat here. full circle. Yes. I thought Christine played wonderfully, man. Like, the it, yeah, yeah, it plays like a revenge film, like a slasher film. The, the jilted love story the multiple christines throughout mm-hmm. i i just had so much fun i thought it was the best way to close things out and i thought it just made carpenter fest so much so well so yeah. well i i do have a question for you though yeah Ray, you would know this how how many times was he held back in school <laughs> that that guy with the chops yeah, what, and- what was his name I, I can't remember. He 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 falls in line with those classic bad guys right. like uh, from Tough Turf, mm-hmm. from the Wraith. Yeah, that are just that extreme. dude was like forty eight fucking years old. Yeah, I was like, what did. are you doing in high school? But his sideburns were magnificent. Those oh, dude, you could set they the were clock glorious. with those things. They were wonderful. So those were the big marathons we threw in throughout. There was a lot of double features too that we did, like yeah. the Joe Bob Briggs double feature. We that was a drive in. Yeah, the drive in. Everything off yep. on October. There mm-hmm. was also what did we show in that one? That was a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Dream oh yeah, Warriors. and an American werewolf in London. Arr. We had a strange American naked man who that, stole his balloons. <laughs> that was a good time too. Did you listen to the commentary on that? I did actually for uh, Dream Warriors. So again, again, <laughs> quality control when I can because I just assumed I'd be in my by myself in my car. Why my why not? How to play? Pretty well actually. Yeah. Again, uh, we uh, the, the over and under on bad. <laughs> to the Freddy. Freddy. Exactly are, oh, are quite high. Okay, I know I'm driven ahead, and we'll get to it in a minute. But that brings me to the thing. Fucking, we were in Atumwa, and they. They had Freddy's greatest hits oh. <laughs> for sale. And then we heard it somewhere. Yeah. No, where, we heard it in a tumwa. Yeah, we heard it in a tumwa. They were having a holiday in one of the playlists. It was like, with your hands in your ass, if you're going to a class, it's the well, how, well, tell us about this year's Halloween Palooza over at a tumwa. How'd that go? Oh, man, it was a blast. But it, it's, it's always fun going up there because it's only three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's intimate as hell. You know, it's it's like a floor of the 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 historic haunted Autumn Hotel. Get a chance to interact with the gang from Attack of the Killer podcast. Yeah, yeah. We went to trivia with Saint Mike, and mm-hmm. then we did we did do we literally did everything Autumn had to offer. That's awesome. We saw Twin Galaxies. Yeah, oh, even better. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was rad. Um, we just had a ball. Went to a zombie burger and, mm-hmm. and uh, took a little date. And then we, we went to the canteen. Got some loose meat sandwich. And Damn some bu- right. Fuck yeah, and some buffet. It's a buffet. Oh, buffet. And it was just a fun little time. Horror Club represents. So. Nice, nice. Well, it was really funny. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend that trip with you guys. Just a lot of stuff had come up. So uh, that Friday night, I had to do it. I did an impromptu hosting of a film that had been ages for me to see. Uh, but 1989's. Uh, warlock with uh, Julian Sands. <laughs> Julian Sands. The real fucking Warlock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny because I put together the last minute a little pre-show for it and it was a smaller audience which was even better so like I like those intimate screenings but the minute they walked in on the pre-show I had uh, there's a band called Warlock and I had one of their famous songs on and immediately like everyone in that group knew the song they started singing along so I was like ah my kind of crowd. Warlock's a fucking cool movie. Okay, uh, that was a staple on USA Up All Night. Yeah, it was. Um, that was usually, it was a Friday night, so I'm sure that was a USA Up All Night for the most part. <laughs> they showed it a lot on Commander USA. Okay, I the first time on the big screen for me, 
I forgot how straight everyone plays that film. Yeah. And how much better it makes the film for it. Because he's Julian Sands. He demands nothing less. I w- okay, so much like I had the Red Dawn contingency back in the day. Be- you you know, a warlock hunting player? I did because of that movie. I knew if, I, if one of you guys was a witch or a warlock and I found your footprints, mm-hmm. if I got a nail and a hammer and I needed to keep you in place, all I had to do was step that down. There was smart. Wasn't there like, like some sort of like... M- Thing that you they had, like, there was a warlock compass he made. Yeah, exactly. To like find the warlock, and mm-hmm. it's really funny because I forget how again how straight they take it, but it involves time traveling, witch hunting, kid killing, Mary Warrenoff possessing. Like all of those <laughs> things are in the film, and I, I everyone had a blast. So I'm thank you Screenland Tapcade for that one because that was the surprise of the month. I was just like that was so much freaking fun. Um, a fun one that I did was Lost Boys. Ah, the movie party. That was a fun. That always plays so good. But a lot of people were seeing this for the first time, too. Interesting. You're going to see one of the coolest vampires ever made. Um, We had a greased up sax guy. Did you hand out like little jars of baby oil to everybody? No, but everybody got saxophones. Saxophone. And like vampire teeth. But I did. (laughs) (laughs) So. I have a good prize to give away for this one. For As, the you movie party. As you should. As you should. And when we have goofy, when we have good prizes, I make, make people them. do people something stupid. And I'm like, all right, so you're gonna come down and do something stupid, but it's gonna you're gonna get a prize. So it was a vampire um, detection kit type thing. Two teams of two, right? So the first thing I had with those blood bag candies, right? They had to slurp down three of those right then if you to see if you're a vampire okay if you can't do it you're not a vampire the second one was see if your reflection in the mirror so they had to play the mirror game nice nice and then the third one was the holy water kit and like if you were burned by holy water so you got up like an inch in their face (laughs) and just sprayed them consistently with water Sounds like, did they need to sign a waiver for these things? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, the waiver doesn't come until the physical challenges. Oh, God. But this, so, like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And But they had, like, bleh, all the blood and the water. And they're like, this is it. Well, you got to keep in mind, for a lot of people, these are old films. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't seek out old films all that often. No, it's, it's always funny when that happens. Uh, Terror Tuesday actually kicked off with uh, Toby Hooper's Poltergeist, which... Head toward the light, Caroline. It's I. I always forget about that establishing shot of the dog, the tracking shot, just going throughout the the house. You set up the geography. You get introduced to everyone, and then this this subtle kind of the the way everything escalates, the pure terror of everything, mm-hmm. just the special effects. Uh, again, just everything involved with the Freeling family. Uh, you grow to love the them. Freaky Freelings. The freaky Freelings. They're wonderful. Well, speaking of freaky, this was a first time viewing over at Screenland Armor. The gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex. How'd that go? This is a movie you need to see with a crowd. It would probably play well in a home viewing, which I know Vinegar Syndrome is putting out that Blu-ray. Definitely check it out. But see it with a crowd. Get a lot of people together because it's one of those films that is peak 90s weirdness. (laughs) I mean, it looks straight 90s. It Like every girl in there that is Denise Richards or one of her friends... Looks like one of Kelly, um, Kelly Bundy, no Kelly Bundy's oh, Kelly friends, Bundy's friends? Oh, from Married yeah. with Children. They're um, they're the performance by Terry Kaiser in this movie. Weekend at Bernie's, the doctor from uh, New Blood. Mm-hmm. Like this is a campy movie. Is he like the mad scientist? He is next level. Like I don't know, I don't know what movie he's playing in, but we're the better for <laughs> it. 
<laughs> like again, George George Buckflower is in it as well, and he's has, in it. He has a large role throughout, so really? it's one of those. Yeah, I highly recommend if you can. It played wonderfully with the crowd. I was so happy to see it up on the big screen. Oh, you know what else played really good that we did was the Blob. The Blob. Oh, the Blob. Yes, over at Tapcade. That played really well, and that just got that special Blu-ray that I picked up. Thank you, Justin Beam, for putting all the uh, the special features together on that. I've I haven't even like put my like I've got like a your pinky tendrils. in. Yes. <laughs> That but was that, so good on the big screen. And I again, mean, a number of people seen it for the, for the first, first time. time. Again, with, with Carmine, the, the hobo. Nothing good comes from above there. No, that was a wonderful one to see on the big screen. And again, you can see it up at home. A first timer for me, and this was hosted by, uh, again, friend of the podcast, Oren Gray, uh, Vincent Price's The Tingla. Ooh, did you get all 4D? Well, kind of, sort of, because he did have some tinglers laying about in the theater, which was a lot of fun. And what I love about the older films is how efficient they are. You know, there's no me- they're they're lean and mean. They're in and out in ninety minutes or less. They're perfect. And it was a first time viewing for me, which was wonderful. And I, you know, I like Vincent Price, so it's mm-hmm. good to actually be able to fill in the filmography. I missed out on the house on Haunted Hill because it sold out, which was even better. Yeah, which was wonderful in and of itself. But yeah, the tingler first time fantastic and i know another first time thing was last year at screenland armor uh, i was lucky enough to sit in when uh, claudio simonetti's gobbly goblin came to town for suspiria and they were back again this year with a with a double feature of deep red and suspiria and genius and i both got to sit in on deep red dude it was fucking rad what was what did what did you think what did you think dude, dude that was well, that the second time i've seen deep red but that's the first time i've ever actually seen, seen like the, the movie the, yeah. yeah and then the band and then but to seeing it with the with, with goblin dude it was wicked like it was so like you hear and then movie movie and i'm like this is awesome this is awesome and then then even better. Yep. So you go so that you're watching the movie. The movie's good and it's, it's weird. weird. It's fucking weird. Automatons and mass killers, who done it, misogyny. And so like <laughs> so then after the movie, he played like a good half hour, forty five minutes of like his greatest hits. He played uh, Phenomena, which was rad as yeah, shit. Yeah, it was wonderful. He did um one of my favorites, he did like a suite. He did like a whole like Four or five songs from Dawn of the Dead, which was and phenomenal. Ran. It was it was so good, and it was a good experience with people, mm-hmm. and especially in a nice intimate setting like that. Argento's Demons came yes. in, boom, and it was it was sweet. It was it's again. I'm glad you were able to experience because that is it is an experience. Yeah, it is. Um, it was really cool to see that again. Um, now over at Armor as well. Actually, no, uh, the live going with the live score. I had a chance to see The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari for the first time Ooh. with a live score by The Invincible Zars. Yes. How was that? It was awesome. It was melodic. It was comforting. It worked perfectly. And that's another one. It's an hour and 15 minutes. It's perfect. Yeah. And to see it that first time with that live score, that original score that they put together, it was, just, it was haunting. It was ethereal. If you can, I always recommend seeking those kind of events out because it just adds to the experience it's and, and that was like my first time seeing the movie too yeah. so that was even weirder i mean but it's just something that's very memorable so if you can highly recommend checking out that kind of stuff because it's just it's so cool um we did the zombie land double feature yes how was that that was oh, fantastic that was, just, dude that was fun first of all i love zombie land the first one it's such a 
great movie. But part two, it wasn't as good as the first one, but yeah. it's still pretty damn good. And honestly, if I'm glad they gave themselves ten years because mm-hmm. then ultimately, if people come out, they want that sequel. Yeah, and, and Woody Harrelson is just fucking phenomenal in those movies. Yeah, so he, yeah, he's just he's Woody. And yep. the addition of the cast was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Rosario Dawson, and then the cam the extended cameos by Luke Wilson and Tom Middlehitch. That was that was pretty funny. That's always good. That's always good. Again, in the month of October, so many things. Uh, Terror Tuesday had the chance to see uh, another one that if it doesn't scare you, you're already dead. Phantasm as a part. And what was great was <laughs> how is it seeing it with Amber? She was actually kind of bored by it. Really? Yeah. Which I, I get it. I get it. Oh yeah. Phantasm is a weird it's movie. It's weird. So, but I seen it up on theater one was great, which I, <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. And again, a young yep. boy play with an old man's ball. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's also kind of melancholy now, you know, that anger scrim isn't with us anymore. And the fact that that's, you know, a 41 year old film, it's just, it's unreal, but it still definitely has the chills. Reggie. Reggie, uh, Reggie, it was good as always. Uh, and it's actually the impromptu guitar playing that for me seals that, that charm. I just mm-hmm. love it. Um, a film that doesn't have a lot of charm and saw it thanks to a uh, uh, horror roulette on a Tuesday at Screenland Armor. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill Lustig's Maniac. Ooh. Yeah. And actually, that I did that as a double feature. I caught that, and then uh, over at uh, Terror Tuesday at the Draft House, it was The Fog. So I had two films from 1980 <laughs> that could be so different from each other because you get Maniac is just grimy. It's dirty. You feel weird watching it. You question what you're seeing on screen, if it's real or not. And then you go over to The Fog with Dean Cundy's. You know, it's, a, it's just so nice. But it's a great contrast, and it shows you what kind of horror you had in 1980. And I'm not saying that's important for next year's Into the Mouth of March Madness or anything. But it'll help. But it was a nice combo of there. Um, also had a chance, uh, you guys, I don't know if you remember the uh, Slaughter Movie House. They did their short, short case. Yeah, I missed that. I mean, I, no, no, I didn't miss that. No. I was there. I You just, were networking. Uh, no, I didn't have a seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's a testament to, to what Jill and Gary have yep. done. You yeah. know, they've grown Slaughter from like, you know, six or seven regulars to, to the filling point, a theater yeah because mm-hmm. I, I was there at czar bar and yeah. like they're trying to <laughs> trying to watch the movies while in a bar listening to other people talk for there for the bar yep. that was interesting and then but to see them like grow and expand to the point where like on their short tonight they could probably fill theater one that's like heartwarming absolutely you know? that's like awesome uh they screened uh joke of Argazion's one last meal mm-hmm. and we got a new Gwillem short as well and if you know <laughs> Gwillem, yeah that's all you need to know that's all you need to know with Gwillem. uh but another really cool event that happened was uh the documentary screening of wolfman's got nards mm-hmm. which had um andre Andrew gower Howard. and yeah the other producer uh henry i believe is his name uh adrian had a chance to host the q a afterwards and it played great because it's a film that celebrates your love of movies. And again, much again, like what we're doing here, kind of celebrating friends that we found because of our love of these kind of films. So it's a celebration of the film family, of movies, of the cult experience. It's It was a lot. Of, it was nice. I, I, I teared up. That's nice. I, re- I remember I wanted to go to that one, but I had to miss it because that was a horror club game night. That's right. And that was a lot of fun, too. Mm-hmm. They're playing some horror games, man. I, I was Hitler in one of them. Oh, boy. We're going to cut that one out. No. Um <laughs> So another weird one that I had a chance to see on the big screen uh, was Girl on the Third Floor. Is that any, well? That's the one with CM Punk, isn't it? It is. It is. It's Travis Phil Stevens. Brooks. Someone and I'm I'm not taking credit for this, but someone said it is the Money Pit via Sam Raimi, 
which is actually very appropriate with it. Hmm. I think I will see it now. I enjoyed it. Um, is it I'm, cartoony? It's gooey in a very ewy way. I, I <laughs> so just, I, I guess that's not cartoony. That. No, yeah, no, it's not cartoony. It's, it, it is fun and weird, but I'm glad I got to see that one. So thank you, uh, Screenland Tapcade. Also had a chance to see Halloween again. Uh, and of course, they closed Terror Tuesday out with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that, that was the I, 4K, wasn't it? It was. So Ooh. that really makes the black pop as it does. But this time I watched it with the commentary track <laughs> <laughs> that we did with our friend Jill and a couple of funny things in it. A few times she goes, genius, stop, which I don't know why, but it made me laugh. And then you're uh, the fatigue throughout worked really well. Uh, a few more. Uh, you, uh, anything else there in the uh, theater there, genius? Um, in the theater? No, I, I'm, try- I'm trying to remember if I saw anything else in the theater. Just I see uh, like, well, a few I'll, more. I'll tell you the first time. Oh. First timer for me. Oh, was seeing the guest on big screen. There it is. Ah, I missed that because Jill. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was phenomenal, man. Because I mean, you, Greg, you introduced me to the guest. You introduced and, me to the guest. And when I saw it on the big screen, it was like we we were in there with a couple of other people, and both of those guys. I, I don't even know if the the guys that that came in late had, were just drinking at the bar and just, oh, there's a movie playing. Let's go in and watch it because they had never seen it. So when when you had to leave. I stayed back a little bit and talked to them. They loved it. It was like, you know, I kind of kind of filled in for you guys. Well, what did you think of the film? You know? yeah. and I just got to talking to the guys. And I mean, that film is awesome. I mean, yeah. it is it is like the best homage, loving, you know, love song to John Carpenter ever. Yeah. I loved it. The secret slasher as it is. In fact, we're actually getting ready to head to a double feature that features famously one of the great secret slashers in the Terminator. Uh, a few home viewings for me. I uh, rewatched Vamp. With Grace Jones. Oh, yeah. Found her sexy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks to uh, Shudder, a little Shudder shout out, The Mutilator, uh-huh. uh, Creep Show, keeping up on that. Yep, I've been keeping up on Creep Show too, man. Uh, and also Haunt recently, I, I checked out. That's a new one. It's uh, built around a uh, extreme haunt. And of course, because I unfortunately missed it on the big screen, Terror Tuesday, Revisited Pieces. Always plays like gangbusters in a crowd or by yourself. It's a weird freaking movie. <laughs> Uh, I've seen Trick or Treat. I've kept up with the Creep Show. Uh, I watched Critters again. Nice. Because I was like, oh, fuck it, it's Critters. Um, Friday the 13th, part three, because I just wanted to see all fuck Shelly. And it was more of a background thing. That works. <laughs> and... Does the Marine Ponderosa Wedding Massacre count? Uh, we'll allow that. We'll okay. allow that. <laughs> bring me his eyes. Bring me his eyes. Ponty's the coolest. <laughs> well, regardless, you know, and listen, we this is like a big month for us. Uh, in the month of November, we're going to kick back a little, take it easy, which is nice, because in the month of December, obviously, a lot of stuff always comes up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but October's always been... Oh, even though it wasn't in October, I got to give one more Halloween thingy, that fun thing that we did was uh, two more things I got to say. One was thank you, everybody from House of Horrors, that the, the burlesque... Oh, absolutely. The horror burlesque yes. that let me host and MC their show. That was a good spooky time because it's Halloween, it's burlesque, boobies. So... <laughs> He's your friend, Greg. Yeah, He's we waited friend. an hour and 12 minutes on that, man. An hour and 12. We were going along just fine. Just fine. No, but it was an, it was a fantastic show. So thanks for, to everybody who helped me out. And Halloween Hangover. 
which just happened recently. Yes, we're literally last <laughs> night. Right. Um, we were raising money for the Walking and Rolling Foundation, and we raised over five hundred dollars for them. So, thank you, everyone that came woo-hoo. out to that. Yes, thank you for the thank you to the three bands: Razor Wire, Halo, They Watch Us from the Moon, and Final Girl and the Monsters. And all the bands killed it. Yeah, they killed it. Special shout out: I was actually there to hang out with our friend Erica from Atomic Cotton, and yeah. we had such a good time. And also, I will admit there was a, a costume mishap for some poor individual that my anxiety for the social awkward out there the the socially awkward empathy went out and it was just driving me nuts and erica was delighting in it because i was <laughs> basically giving her a blow by blow of my anxiety and she's like this is great so thanks for hanging with me erica it was a great time and thank you guys for putting that on oh that no it was all for the children indeed again Kansas city horror club is like the wu-tang <laughs> it's wu-tang's for the children all right so again the, um you know the, the We've got October is always exhausting, so let's kick back a little bit in the month of November. We do have a special commentary. Speaking of uh, all, all in the family and everything like that, uh, whether it's cranberry sauce or not, um, that's not yep. Yeah, it was another scoring with as well, but a lot of good stuff coming up as it is. So thank you, Dustin, for oh, sitting in with guys. us and again attending the Love marathons it. as it Love is. It. So until the next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams. Oh.